Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. I started watching this today. It's called Those Who Wish Me Dead. Angelina Jolie is one of my favorite actresses. She's in my top 10 all time. And the Punisher is in it. I know him from Walking Dead. And this woman lights up the screen when you first see her because I didn't expect it. When she came out with that pregnant belly, I'm giving away too much. Let me welcome to the show for the first time, Medina Singor. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. All right, all right, all right. So, when did you get, I mean, this is going to be a blockbuster. And let me thank uh, the pandemic for allowing me not have to not having to go to the movie theater to, to be breathed upon that I could watch it in the privacy of my home <laughs> and enjoy the hell out of it. And it is good. It is good from the opening scene. How did you get this role? Um, it started off as a regular audition process. I made a self tape um, late at night after my kids had gone to bed and I sent it in. Um, then I got a call back to go in with casting um, a second call back to go in with casting. And then they flew me to New Mexico to meet with Taylor Sheridan. And what did they tell you about this? Like, did you know it was going to be, cause I think it's going to be huge. What did they tell you about you? You're playing the wife of the, of the sheriff and you know. I, I started off, I auditioned with just two scenes. So I didn't know where my character went. I only knew where her life started. Um, and, and then like, I knew it was a Taylor Sheridan movie and I'm a huge fan of his movie. So I didn't necessarily, once I got, into it think it would be a blockbuster but i knew it was a movie that i would go see and so i was excited about it for that reason taylor sheridan um she directed uh, a bunch of other of course um i'm looking at him wind sicario yeah oh my gosh okay so and then he's a taurus too so that makes sense okay so Uh (laughs) <laughs> you're you're in this relationship it is uh intrigue from the like i said from the do i don't want to give away too much there's something going on there's there's murder and mayhem and explosions and fires and you're going to be in the center of of everything that's going down and you're pregnant in this that people can see from the door um what's unexpected that you can tell us about this movie for those to get us in people who are on the fence about seeing it or aren't quite sure? Well, I think for one, if you're on the fence about seeing it, definitely go see it. It's a summer blockbuster, like the kind of movie that normally kicks off the summer and we've all had a rough year plus. So just go see it and have a good time. Um, You know, bank on that. The other thing, um, I think a lot of people are gonna be surprised when I show up on screen because it's set in the Pacific Northwest, um, a part of the country that you don't normally see um, people of color represented, um, but we're there, you know, we exist in, you know, every community and every walk of life. Um, and so I think some people will be surprised by that. And then I think they'll be surprised that Taylor Sheridan has a wonderful way of like setting up scenarios, but then going the opposite direction of the tropes that you're normally used to see. So you see a pregnant woman show up on screen, you think it's going to go one way, it is going to go the other way. Let me tell you, um, I started watching Yellowstone during the pandemic, I finished that. And the last episode of the, I was like, Oh, and like the, the twist on that. I'm like, it, what's going to happen when they come back that show, if that's any indication of what this is and Sicario, forget about it. Yeah, the man yeah. knows how to tell a story. He knows how to tell a story. 
All right. You're from New York. Yes, ma'am. Originally, originally born and bred, raised up in... Uh, originally. Um, I mean, born in Cambridge, but I moved to Long Island when I was one years old. So grew up on Long Island, went to school in Long Island, didn't leave Long Island until I went to college. Okay. Mm. So while Long Island is in New York, depending on whether it was Nassau or Suffolk, it's like Jersey. Like if people say they're from Camden, I'm like, no, you're from not, that's not Jersey. And you Long- know, Karen, I'm, I'm with you there. I say I'm from New York. I do not say I'm a New Yorker because there, there is a difference between growing up in the city mm. and growing up on Long Island. So I don't, I don't try to fake the funk. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Cause I was going, I was going to see what's up. So little Medina growing up in Long Island, um, how does she get into this acting thing? I just always loved it. I, I can't remember any particular origin. It was just, it was the extracurricular activity I always wanted to be in. Um, I just love storytelling. I love performing. If I could sing, like I loved musical theater growing up. I was like a weird musical theater nerd, but I can't sing. I just had a passion for it. Yes, you too. Okay, see. We oh, absolutely. <laughs> not me, Joyelle. Joyelle, <laughs> So yeah, I just, it's just been a passion my, my whole life. Yeah. I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian uh, by trade now, but I'm making the transition into acting and doing the audition process now. So a lot of people don't know we're doing a lot of self tapes in quarantine and we're not doing live auditions anymore. You're a Juilliard trained actress. How do you prep for a self tape where you're not going to get any type of feedback from a casting director in the room? I tell you, it's been hard because this whole year not going in the room, uh, I've been doing my tapes here at home and I just feel like I've spent a whole year in a room talking to myself. Um, And it's rough because I, uh, you know, I vibe off of like the energy of the person across from me and when there's no one there. So the way I prep uh, changes day to day and it changes depending on the material. Um, And I I do a hundred different things uh, depending on the particular day. Wait, mm. so Juilliard, chemical engineering degree from Howard, and a law degree? Yes, and ma'am. Now, now you're starring in Blockbusters, and you're a mom, and you're just, I mean, so I love this, because I had a conversation earlier with Jake Tapper, who's doing novels, and he's also a cartoonist, and he's on CNN, and mm. and, and I, I think, you know, we have been conditioned to be, you know, jack of all trade, master of none, we got to stay in your lane, you got to stay in your box, but I feel like we can do all things, right? So we have all of these things that, that wire us, that excite us, and we should explore all of the facets of our character and personality and our loves and desires and passions. So I love that you were a chemical engineer, you know, started down that road and then was like, I'm going to go to law school and get a law degree. And now I'm performing in a blockbuster with Angelina Jolie. Go ahead now. (laughs) Well, the, uh, the chemical engineering, like, you know, uh, my mom is African-American. My dad, I told you is a Gambian immigrant. So, you know, growing up in a household like that, the chemical engineering was like, okay, you have to tick that off for the parents because you don't have a choice. It's engineering, doctor, dentist, accountant, those are your options. Okay, so we had to get that off. Um, I always knew I'd go to law school. Um, I just always wanted to study law. I think I probably grew up watching LA Law and Mm -hmm. thought that that's what being a lawyer would be like. (laughs) So I always wanted to do that. And then the acting was always there in the background. And so ultimately, I eventually took the leap to, um, to take the big risk and go for what my true love was, 
but you know, first I had to do the practical thing, the safe thing that you know so many of us. Uh, wait, wait. What what was that conversation with your father? Oh, when I made the switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they thought I had lost my mind. They thought I had lost my mind. They didn't tell me at the time, but afterwards, like once I got into Juilliard and that made them feel a little bit better, they said, we were praying for you. We were praying about you. They really thought I had cracked because, you know, who leaves a successful law career to go and become an actor? And, you know, I, I sort of joke about it, but it's because my parents wanted me to be secure and they want me to be taken care of. So I completely understand um, their concern uh, but you know, luck, luckily, I've I've made it through to the other side. Well, that, well, technically, you know that that just shows that you were acting the whole time, uh, you know, Ooh. doing <laughs> doing stuff that you didn't want to do. But were were any of those disciplines fulfilling to you at all during the time that you were in them? They were. I I, I studied chemical engineering because chemistry and math were my favorite subjects mm. in high school. Um, so I absolutely loved studying chemical engineering. I loved studying law. I loved every minute of it. And I loved aspects of litigating when I practiced law, but there were a lot of aspects that just did not feed me and made me miserable, um, including like the culture of the workplace and the mm -hmm. hours and having no balance. Um, so it, it, once I got a few years into my law practice, I started to feel really unfulfilled and like there was a part of myself that was just screaming um, to be, uh, to have attention paid to it. Um, but the education part, yeah. um, I loved every minute of. Wow. You have children. As a musical wait, theater. Wait, hold on, oh, hold sorry. on. Go ahead, Joyelle, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. As a musical theater uh, nerd, I'm a super duper musical theater nerd. Taking race out of it, what role would you want to play? Iconic role of all time. Oh, in musical theater, I would especially if race play, didn't matter. I'd want to play Aldonza in Man of La Mancha. Mm. That's a, that's an old one. I'm, Deep I'm, cut. I'm, I'm dating like, myself. Dating myself. Yeah. Okay. Your child, you have two children? Two I do. Okay. And how old are they? They are six and three. Hmm. Okay. They're little, right? And um, how, you know, being raised in a household where you were directed to do the chemical engineering and to make sure you check those boxes, what are, are you parenting different than your parents? I am. I believe that I am. And part of it is that, you know, they raised me in a way that, you know, kind of gave me the freedom to eventually grow into seeing things my own way. And also part of it is that now just seeing my children and having my plans in my head, like, oh, you're gonna like this thing I liked. And then mm. you meet them and they are just fully formed. Their personality is there. Wow. And so just watching them and watching their preferences, I've just kind of seen, oh, they're gonna choose. And it's up to me to just like, you know, drive them to the places they wanna go and keep them safe. Um, but, you know, I, I recognize that it's going to be hard for me because there are things that, you know, I'm into and I want my little people to be into, too. And they may or may not be. And I'm just going to have to deal with it. Tell us something about Angelina Jolie, um, who, again, from an acting standpoint, I'm not getting into the politics or anything else or her daddy. I, I absolutely love everything that she's been in. Like there's from the beginning, from Gia all the way through. I've been rocking with her. Right. Yeah. Tell me something about her process that you learned or that you, you know, can share with us that, that can give some insight into her as an actress. 
Um, well, she's one of the, like watching her work on set, you can't see the work. And so it's like, that's, that's you, the, you know, the mark of a great actor, like there's no seams. You can't, you know, you can't dissect it um, and see what she's doing. But as a person, chatting with her was literally like chatting to another mom that I ran into on the playground. So mm -hmm. down to earth, so kind. You know, she's been very generous to me in doing the press um, because, you know, she's the star. You know, people are coming to see her and she's absolutely like wrapped her arms around me as a newcomer um, and embraced me and um, made sure that I had equal footing in the promoting of this movie. And I know that um, a lot of that has come from her. Um, and yeah, just a lovely human being. John, John Berth Bernthal. I call him the Punisher or Shane from Walking Dead because um, that's where I know him from. I think he is also very incredible. Um, and and the chemistry between the two of you just feels like everything. Like immediately I was like, oh, okay. And then the chemistry, I was like, I, I see him with her. I, I could see that. Tell me something about him that we don't know. Cause he, he's always playing this tough guy with the, that's the thing in the same thing i know him from the punisher because my husband watches the show and you know dark and brooding and violent and then you meet him and it's like it's this face that you're used to seeing in all these violent the kindest spirit just like so gentle and you know you get him talking about his kids and his face lights up and it's it's a great thing when there's someone you admire from a distance and then you meet them and it's like you're really awesome um, so the rapport was there. He was easy to work with. Um, and the love of the two characters, it was there on the page. It was so evident in the script that, you know, we get like three pages to fall in love with this couple. And they are clearly like two people who are meant for each other. Uh, so, you know, between him just being super cool and the script, you know, necessitating that, um, it, you know, it made our scenes just flow. Medina Singor is here. She uh, she plays Allison in Those Who Wish Me Dead. Was this role earmarked for a black woman? I, I scripts always start off someplace. So I I don't know the history mm. of it, but when I got it, I think uh, I think it was any ethnicity. I think it was it was a couple of years ago. So mm. forgive my memory. I think it was marked as any ethnicity. All right, and Tyler Perry's in it, not as Medina. Medina. Medea. <laughs> Medina. Medina. No, he's in it. Uh, what is what is he doing in the movie? Because I haven't gotten up to Tyler Perry's uh, 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 performance. Oh, yet. then I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not yeah. going to tell you. Ah, but, nice. uh, his his when he shows up, it's it's good. It's mm. good. And he's not in a dress with big boobs and a and a wig. No, no, wow. he's um he's a little intimidating. Oh, wow. Tyler Perry, tough guy. It's a really cool scene. And I one of the things that just sort of uh, kind of like energetically, spiritually a little bit, once I got cast in it, I was like my first major movie, I'm in a movie with Angelina Jolie and Tyler Perry, who are both people who are at the top of their game career wise, but who do so much humanitarian work. It's almost like their acting career fuels the good they do in the world. And I just took that as like a really meaningful sign because you know, if you get a platform, that's what I feel. That's what I would hope. That's what I hope to do with it. That's a common theme here on the Karen Hunter show. And I, I, we, we are in alignment. Medina Senghor, your best, your, your biggest role to date, which 
again, you have done all of these things in your life and you are a mother and now you're on, you know, doing this blockbuster film. I, I think about the people out there who feel like, oh, I, I can't do it because I haven't, I didn't, you know, I never got the role in my 20s or my, thir- you know, whatever. To, to be this successful now at this age, at this stage of your life, what message does that send to people out there who are trying to break in? Um, that it's never too late. That mm. it's never too late. Uh, everyone has something that when they get quiet down at the bottom of your heart that is calling to you, um, and that's part of who you are. The reason you keep hearing that voice is because it's part of who you are. Um, and you need to uh, lean into it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the thing that you earn money at. I acted for free for years mm. or four times as long as I've been doing it professionally. Um, and if for some reason people stop, stop hiring me, I will still be acting in someone's church basement somewhere. Like it's just a part of who I am. So don't, don't let practicality and the needs of the world and everything make you ignore that voice. Um, lean into it because it's not, you know, some things come and go, but some things don't go away. And it's never too late. I was the oldest person in my class at Juilliard by far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never, it's never too late. Now, now to that point, um, you know, you, you landed this role two years ago, which was two years out of Juilliard. Um, it's a lot that we don't see, but what would you point say is the, how you got the role? Was it, was it time and place? Was it relationships? Was it just all out skill? It's so hard to tell with casting because there's so many talented actors that yes, there's a level of preparation. There's a level of hard, hard, hard work. Um, you know, uh, there's a level of putting yourself out there and taking the risk. And then there's a piece of it that is luck because, mm. you know, I mean, they saw a lot of actresses for this role and there were hundreds of them who I'm sure were perfectly talented and could have done a wonderful job. So that piece of it, luck, universe, um, you know, it's that, what is that saying that a preparation meets opportunity? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My godfather says that to me all the time. And so Cicely Tyson famously said that there were certain roles that she did not want to play for her standards. And we're in a difficult industry where it's hard to have standards. Are there certain things that you've been offered that you're like, I absolutely don't want to do that? Or, you know, have you been confronted with those situations yet? Have you been able to say no to things? There are things. I I won't take any, any role or role in a show or movie that I feel does harm. You know, you can have different tastes, you can have things you like, you don't like, but if I feel like if it does harm, if it's, you know, propaganda, if it's, you know, painting a certain community in a negative light, mm-hmm. if it's, uh, you know, if it's punching down, um, you know, I have a raunchy sense of humor, but, you know, if it's in, in poor taste in a harmful way, then one, I can't lend my creativity, I can't, like, lend my spirit to it. Um, and then also I have, I have people in my life who will keep me honest also. So, you know, I have aunties and friends and, you know, so even if that voice of mine fails, then I have that voice behind me. That's like, oh, I will get disowned um, by the people (laughs) who mean a lot to me. So yeah, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) Love it. What's next for Medina Singor? What's next? Um, I, I recently finished an arc on a new show called Dr. Death that's going to be on Peacock. Mm. Um, I don't know exactly when it airs, but that will be coming up soon. And that's a, a really cool show. That's a, a really series. Cool Episode? Se- yeah. Yes. Um, it's a series. Um, and then other than that, uh, we've got things in the hopper and I'm just waiting to see. Oh, mm. she looks excited too. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, let me tell you, 
Um, I started watching those who wish me dead before the show. And that's why I was, you know, I was coming in on two wheels because I didn't want to stop watching it. So it's on pause. As soon as I finish, I'm finishing it up. As soon as I finish the show, because it is that good. I need to know what happens. I need to know what happens. It's fire. And I'm looking forward to you uh, seeing some more of you out there in these acting streets. You are amazing in this so far. I, I know more is going to come with this. Uh, thank you for being here. I appreciate you, Medina. Thank you all for having me so much. Yes, check her out. You're going to remember this name, Medina Singor. She's going to be uh, super uber famous. I said it. I said it. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.